Greetings, film fans. Welcome to episode eight of The Big Review Ski, the slightly new film show from Joe and her. My name is Owen Doherty, and as much as I love, love Rory Cashin and Paul Moore, I'm delighted to say that none other than the Laura Holland is back with us in person this week. Welcome back, Laura. Thank you, I've thought out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we feared the worst after Storm Emma because we did say you had frozen in your back garden like Jack Nicholson in uh, in The Shining. Yeah. But you're you're fine now. You yep. made it back safe and sound. More like Jack Frost, but yeah. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> Another film reference. <laughs> uh, Rory and Paul, it's also great to see you two. Um, as I said, I, I love you. I'm not in love with you, but I, I do love you both. Harsh words. Oh God! It's a real honesty, <laughs> and I appreciate it. Other people I'm in love with are the listeners. So, uh, oh, you're in love with well. them. I am in love with them. <laughs> yeah, I've got a better chance with them. Um, they don't know you like we do. <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch with us and tell me whether we've got a chance with you or not, uh, you can tweet us on Twitter at Big Reviewski, and as we said, you can WhatsApp us on the uh, officially. Uh, studies have now been done to prove that it is the world's most forgettable uh, forgettable phone number. Um, even as I'm reading it out, I'm forgetting. Each you forgot. To say forgettable. That's I how know, forgettable it is. That's how forgettable it is. It's 87 And don't forget to include your name if you are giving us a shout as well. As ever, we've got a really great show coming up. Um, obviously, we are biased. We've got the star of Tomb Raider, not Angelina Jolie. The, no. other, the other one, Alicia Vikander, the brand new Lara Croft. Um, we've also got High Clues Galore, uh, reviews of all new releases, best films in Irish cinemas right now. And uh, of course, there was a small matter of the Oscars uh, just last week in there as well. But before that, um, Rory, you had a question for all of us last week, or a couple of questions. Uh, yes, I did. It was, you know, best comedies of the year, best uh, horror scenes, best action scenes. And then we all discussed um, our most anticipated movies of 2018. And in the week, since we've defrosted Laura <laughs> she's actually changed her answer from Mary Poppins Returns what? I know even though I said something like obviously yeah like it was somehow my fault there there was, <laughs> it was Mary Poppins <laughs> there was a lot of sass last week <laughs> yeah I forgot about well I didn't really but Deadpool even though we know it hasn't got a title mm-hmm. even though I think it's just going to be called Deadpool 2 possibly but I want to change my answer uh, from from Mary Poppins returns to Deadpool 2. To Deadpool 2. To Deadpool 2. Okay. That's fair. Um, well, we actually asked uh, a lot of listeners and the readers uh, on the sites as well. So a couple of the answers back for those. What movie were you dying to see in 2018? Uh, Eileen, uh, I agree with the guys on the podcast. Infinity War is going to be epic. And she also had a little hard eyes emoji as well. So she Ooh. obviously really looking forward She's to that. She's in love with that movie. She is. Dennis Ryan, uh, Infinity War, hands down. That film is going to break box office records and go over 2.5 billion. Say, which is is that the the biggest film of all time then <laughs> that's what uh, it would be Jurassic World or is it a, the first Avengers still has it no Star Wars it, no yes Force Awakens Force. I think is too although Black Panther no Avatar Avatar is the biggest right. 2.7 and you can see Infinity War doing phenomenally well uh, Ben Higgins went from Mission Impossible 6 the trailer looks amazing, amazing. Uh, he's dead right that was one of your 14 that single picks I, of last year. I may or may not have picked multiple options <laughs> <laughs> Michael Carmody uh, also went for Infinity War there shouldn't even be a choice sorry Michael oh, <laughs> no more choices just, the, just the one film for oh, the summer God. then I'm sorry Michael uh, Ken Gorey uh same as you, Laura, went for Deadpool 2 and Lawrence yeah. Ellis, Isle of Dogs, Wayne Sanderson, which was one of my other 14 answers as well. Yep, yep. just the one 14 answers. <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 you know, I've narrowed it down this week for, uh, because Paul, actually, speaking of the Oscars there, uh, you have a nice Oscar-themed question for us this week. I do indeed. After The Shape of Water was a sort of a surprise. Well, a surprise to me, because I was convinced three billboards and win, but it was mm. like a two-horse race, it seems. One... 
and Roger Deakins an amazing cinematographer very very famous has been nominated I think it's, it nearly was like approaching double figures and he never won but he finally won for Blade Runner which was such an amazing beautiful looking film so he was snubbed years before but I was curious what you guys would think has been the biggest snub in Oscar history it could be across categories best picture or even actor or is there anything in mind that comes when I said that well you see I was wondering what the definition of snub is I mean Me I, know, I know what snub means mm-hmm. but like <laughs> I mean only because I looked it up in the dictionary mm. but yeah it was so it can kind of count across a different film categories that overlooked or maybe an actor should have been acknowledged and didn't win and stuff like that that you were like Jesus how the hell did that happen one of my personal favourites from uh, the past few years, I think it's it's one of my favourite films of all time, uh, just from 2016, is Arrival. Mm. Okay. And now that was an incredibly strong year for Best Picture anyway. And Moonlight, or was it La La Land? One of those films won <laughs> Best Picture. <coughs> it definitely wasn't Arrival. <laughs> it definitely, it, this is the thing, it wasn't Arrival. Uh, but Moonlight, you know, taking home the Best Picture prize, and obviously incredibly groundbreaking and all black cast and I think the first time a Best Picture uh, one which has you know LGBT themed uh, film as well but for me still I, I was just like I, I just fell in love with Arrival I've probably seen it about five or six times since and it just breaks my heart every single time mm-hmm. both in like the drama side of things and the sci-fi side of things so um, I know that's literally just a matter of opinion but uh, I would have liked to have seen Arrival get more love yeah I went way 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 back I went to 2012 um, <laughs> even further come with me to time <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock what has never was won. never won? Um, What's he doing now? <laughs> not living anymore. Now he was nominated five times for best director, and he never won. And even some of his better films, like he wasn't nominated for Vertigo, he wasn't nominated for North by Northwest. Jesus. Um, so yeah, like he was nominated for Psycho and lost. When I, I can't remember what the answer was now, but I remember to reading crash. to who he lost to, and I was like, <laughs> what? Like it's it was madness. It was like the Martin equivalent of. Uh, Scorsese losing to that's insane McGee or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone not very good yeah. Um, so yeah Hitchcock never won sad face emoji mean well my one is similar um, but it's a little bit different so I'm going back 20 years just over okay and um, it is a little known actor called Leonardo DiCaprio I've heard of that guy but it's for Titanic, right? I'm not necessarily saying that he deserved to win, but the movie was nominated for 14, yep. won 11, including like best director, best picture, best sound, mm-hmm. best sound, like best mm. editing. <laughs> His co star got nominated, she didn't win. He didn't even get a nod. The poor lad. Clousy. Was mean, that, that probably would have been like kicking off, uh, what was that, 97, 97. 98 or so? Yeah. So, like, the movie is recognised across the board, but basically, you are pants. Yeah. You did nothing for the movie, Leo. Sorry. He did all right after that, though. Well, he, got he only got one, like, what, two, three years ago? Yeah, for The Revenant. Yeah. 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 Which was our recommendation last week on The Big Review Scheme. Yes, so that is my one. Okay, Leo. Paul? Um, I'm going to go for a film which I think I'm going to make a broad, broad <gasps> statement. Claxton oh. and alert. Laura thought she'd guess it. I know it. I think it is either two actors from your favourite movie. So I think okay. you want Liam... No, not Liam. The other one. <laughs> Brendan Gleeson. She was Brandon so confident Gleeson. coming on air, I know it. Brendan Gleeson to win Best Sporting Actor for In Bruges or Colin Farrell. They're really good shouts, actually. And I don't even think either were nominated. No, they but weren't. I, that's but why I that's, think... That is a bit of a big snub. But I went for... 
a film that should have won Best Picture and it was overlooked that year which for me as I said Broad State and Claxton Alert is the defining film of my generation which is The Social Network oh, of course I think the themes in The Social Network are so on point with how the world works now and basically basically just fucking over people getting ahead in life it's all <laughs> what won like, that year? The King's Speech which is a nice uh, film to watch with your dad <laughs> at 3 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon which there is were way which is grand that year as well. Yeah, because Inception was up for Best Picture, oh. Black Swan was up for Black Best Swan, Picture. Black Swan, that was it. Uh, and that's the year where people look at it and go, oh, maybe the Oscars are broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know there's such a big deal over Crash being broke back, but I genuinely think the social network was like Shakespeare with smartphones. It was so clever. Apart from that rowing scene, which is just in there for no yeah. reason. It that's is a little bit bizarre, but uh, the score the score is amazing as well. Yeah. I think I, the score won. Yes, Trent yeah. Reznor, yeah. Um, super scoring that uh, you mentioned uh, Brokeback Mountain there and because I think that's one of the most talked about ones which is Crash uh, actually mm. winning that year over Angley's uh, Brokeback Mountain I uh, whenever you were chatting about this Paul uh, the Oscar snubs I had a look I didn't realise that people felt like E.T. was overshadowed for 1983 um, it's one of my favourite films we've said mm-hmm. before uh, how much we're, we're fans of Spielberg but Richard Attenborough uh, won Best Picture with Gandhi that year yeah. but he actually has this amazing quote which I'd never actually heard before where himself and I think one of the producers went to see E.T. and they came out afterwards just cursing and blinding and they were going well that's won everything oh, that really? should have won the best Crazy. so even he oh. says that E.T. should have won that year just in terms of the pure brilliance of the filmmaking goes to show you how quickly how long it takes for like the academy to get into like sci-fi and fantasy and stuff to actually acknowledge it and now you've got gravity and you had Lord of the Rings and stuff so hopefully now it leads to more progressive and kind of different films been Sure, we've got The Shape of Water. Women banging fish now is is high (laughs) art. Happy days. That is an official tagline from the film as well. Well, dildo sales are back up. Dildo sales. Well, that's very specific. Sorry. (laughs) In other news, dildo sales. And also, the the, the sentence you used was terrible. What did I say? Dildo Dildo sales sales are are back up. up. I apologise. Well, listen. But The Shape of Water is a very, very good film about inclusion and acceptance and taking on earth. It's more than just, you know, fish sex. But that's pretty funny. Is it? Is it? Uh, <laughs> plus, get out one first ever African American uh, screenwriter to win. Jordan Peele, and it was a horror film. Yeah, and he actually he was saying that he almost gave up on that film uh, so many times because he was just like, "This is ridiculous. No one's going to want to make this film, and it's not going to do anything." And he was uh, well. Thankfully, he plugged away at it because, as we were saying last mm-hmm. week, it's one of the best films of last year. Yep. Um, so yeah, so we'll be getting in touch with the listeners this week to let us know what you think some of the biggest <laughs> Oscar snubs of all time have been, or which films you would have liked to have seen win and again if you wanted Titanic to get more Oscars like Laura Um, (laughs) yeah exactly so on to this week's high clues and last week we had one for you we'll just rattle over uh, last week's high clue that we gave you it was serious helps out prestigious man at the helm funny but Grim Foe. And Grim is spelled with a capital G and double M as in the name the Grim. Brothers Grim. The Brothers Grim, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the answer to that one, and congratulations to everyone who, who got the right answer as well, was The Dark Knight. I thought it was one of the Harry Potters. Oh, really? Yeah, but then the Grim thing, because I was thinking Grim Brothers, maybe it's something to do with like magic, because they write magical stories, don't they? Yeah, those kind of fairy tales. So I was kind of like, mm, but then... Well, there was the Harry Potter connection. So yeah. the first line was Sirius Helps Out, uh, who was Sirius Black, played by Gary Oldman. And he, uh, so in The Dark Knight, he obviously plays Commissioner Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, prestigious Man at the Helm was Christopher Nolan. 
so the director and prestigious obviously he directed the prestige and uh, funny but grim foe um what do we call him? Heath Ledger. The Joker. I was going to say Matt Damon. He wasn't in The Dark Knight. <laughs> Heath Ledger played the Joker in The Dark Knight and also played one of the brothers Grimm and the funny but grim foe. Uh, yeah, he was a clown. He was the Joker. Mm-hmm. So that was it. So yeah, congrats to everybody um, who got that correct. We're going to have uh, this week's high clue coming up later on. But Roy, you've prepared yes. a little example for everyone. Just if you, you know, if you're unsure, you need a recap on what a high clue is. Just a really short, nice film riddle. Just guess the film. It's that simple. Yeah, simple enough. Oh, God, I hope... Is this simple? I think so, but... You know the answer, though. I do have it written... I also have the the answer written down in front of me. Okay. that helps. Let's go. Ready? Go. Okay. The boat goes missing. Oh, no (gasps) no shit. I was going to say no shit. I've got it. (laughs) No, but is it... This has been very coincidental if... um, It was... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The boat goes missing. Uh Uh-huh. And then the children do too... Okay. Okay, it's a, it's a full sentence. Mm-hmm. It's a bit bleak. Smart coin to blame. What oh. Scribble, scribble. <laughs> the boat. The boat goes missing. Goes missing, yeah. And then the children do too. Smart coin to blame. Any caps in there or anything? There's no... There's no wordplay like your okay. serious one last week. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the final line? Smart coin to Smart blame. Smart coin to blame. Has everyone done their syllable count? I did, yeah. Does it all check out, Laura? I think so, yeah. I had a syllable counter out, so wasn't it? <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. Okay, <laughs> let's <Disgust. see. laughs> Okay, we can do this. The boat goes missing, and then the children do too. Smart coin to blame. What's the smart coin about? Oh, I... Do I have, no, I thought I had. I've got three points. What were you thinking? What were you I've thinking? already had that as a question, as an yeah. answer. What were you thinking? Goonies, he said. Goonies. But that was well, used before. Vulture answer for yeah. That would be cheating. I was thinking Tron, I was thinking Tron <laughs> as oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the Tron remake when they put the coin in and they go in the smart coin. But no. Smart on the blame. Children do too. The book goes missing. Titanic. I'm not getting. No. Oh, the book goes missing. What book goes missing? The Titanic. <laughs> the Titanic was Pirates, missing. Pirates of Caribbean? <gasps> no. It's, oh, it's, oh, I know. Go on. Hook. No. Oh, because he's got a boat and children go missing and there's a smart coin because he likes collecting coins. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. That's 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 me meeting you more than oh. I think on that one. Okay. Are we all going to give up? I don't know. This is no, a thinker. This, I have I'm, to get this guy. Oh. Are we on the right track? No. No. We're nowhere near it. No. Oh, does a boat go missing? It. Y- yeah. Everything I said is <laughs> Yeah, but like there's riddles. Okay. No, I think only like the last line is like a like a riddle. The it's not the life of pie, okay. is it? The other two are like <gasps> plot Ooh. descriptions. It's not the life of pie, is it? No, but there's <gasps> no Slumdog Millionaire. No, <laughs> I'm just sure. We're not even saying films now. Yeah. yeah, but they get money. There's p- children missing. There could have been a boat. Yeah. Can we? Yeah. No, normally there wasn't. <laughs> normally we get these quite quickly. But yeah, can we do. can we come back to this later on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we all need to have a think about this. <sighs> Poor, God, damn it. Okay, I'm gonna break the whatever wall it is poor Shane our engineer his head <laughs> he's been holding his head in the background there do you have a chain? no I don't <laughs> <laughs> Shane if you get it during this will you text me mine <laughs> alright sorry okay we're going to press on anyway oh you're a dickhead Rory 
Okay, so we're looking at the top 10 films in the Irish box office at the minute. Now, because of the snow, um, I don't know how many people actually went to the cinema in Ireland last weekend, but we do have a brand new entry in at number 10, and it is Monster Family. Yes, it's an animated movie. It's an English-German co-production. It is about Dracula, who's voiced by Jason Isaacs. Who uh, Hello to Jason Isaacs? Hi, Jason. You're a good friend. The show, a friend of the show, Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Um, who cross paths with a very unfriendly family, and that vo- the voice cast for the family is like uh, Emily Watson, Nick Frost, Catherine Tate, and he turns them all into monsters, like werewolves and Frankenstein's to prove a point that just <laughs> right. because you look okay. like a monster doesn't mean you are a monster. Oh, there's oh. a message. There's a message there's about a message. not judging books by their cover or monsters oh. by their faces. By their faces. Um, <laughs> But it is on 11% in Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Oh. I actually, I thought this was just an ad for Sky. Uh, originally, Me whenever too. I saw it, I didn't realise it was a real film. Yeah, I thought it was, I was cinemas. like, oh, it's uh, someone lost the rights to Hotel Transylvania. I was going to say, it's very <laughs> like to, that. Yeah. So that's in at number 10. Uh, number nine is Early Man, the uh, work of genius from Nick Park um, and Ardman Studios. Again, if you're looking for any more films for them, obviously the Wallace and Gromit films are excellent, but highly recommend Curse of the Were-Rabbit, which is on Netflix. Super, super show. Uh, number eight is Coco, still hanging in there. Greatest Showman at number seven. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as long as we're alive, it's going to be in the top ten <laughs> in the Irish box office. Number six, I, Tonya, uh, one of our new entries um, uh, from a couple of weeks ago starring Margot Robbie and uh, Laurie had a chance to see this yes I think Margot Robbie was definitely snubbed for the Oscars she was absolutely amazing playing Tanya Harding it's sort of a fly in the wall documentary but almost mockumentary of the incident that happened with Tanya Harding back in the 1994 Winter Olympics where her husband possibly you know not sure allegedly um, hurt her um fellow US figure skating champion um, Nancy Carrigan and it kind of plays out um, how everyone feels about it from the perspective of all all involved including Tanya obviously Margot Robbie amazing very good um, highly recommend it but I do think that Margot was outshadowed by the likes of Saoirse do you, think, do you think Margot was better than Frances McDermott? No, but I think that she should have been number two. I don't think it should have gotcha. been. Fra- I don't think it should have been Frances and Saoirse. I think it should have been Margot and Frances because mm. Margot, this is, I think, one of her best performances to date. They should start giving out silver Oscars. They and should bronze actually. ones as well. Hmm. I was joking. You're the best loser in the room. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Congrats. Uh, Number five is uh, another new entry. It's Red Sparrow. Sexy spy thriller starring Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, a bit of a backlash to this one because everyone was saying that it's just kind of exploitative against women uh, in cinema, which I... I know I shouldn't be in the position to say that's not true because I don't want to sound like a mansplaining but Jennifer Lawrence herself has said that it's not true so yeah. I side with Jennifer Lawrence on the Jennifer Lawrence film yeah, she's been yeah. getting I mean between the promotion for this film as well because there was a lot of backlash that she received over that photo shoot with yeah. her, her co-stars and everything and she had to come out then as well and say to everybody I decide what clothes I wear and she's deciding on what film she wants to do as well so um, she seems like she just has to keep repeating herself and tell everyone like I'm making I don't, these choices I don't need you to defend me yeah I exactly but she had a good time at the Oscars she had a drink in her hands like every 10 minutes she, her and Emma Stone looked like, yeah. looked like she was loving life. Uh, 
they're having a great night. So I'd love to go on a night out with them. They'd be oh, good crack. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Paul Amory, both of you really. Oh, you you did like Red Sparrow though. I really. Oh did yeah, like I really. It. Liked yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I thought uh, it's visceral. It's really, really violent. Um, and not like cartoonish John Wick stuff, which I love. And or but uh, yeah, we get it, Paul. You love John Wick. But in terms of those kind of <laughs> like uh, post Cold War thrillers, it kind of hit the nail on the head. And Joel Edgerton is pretty much great in everything. So yeah, check it out. He I love is. him. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellent actor. Um, number four is now. Excuse my Polish here. There's another new entry. It's Kubiety Mafi. Anybody speak Polish? No, no? that sounds right. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Uh, translated as Woman of Mafia. And it's a crime film. It's set in Warsaw. Um, and it's based on the stories of five women who are on both sides of the law, basically kind of following their five stories. Um, from reading up about it, it, it kind of, it sounds like, you know, that departed again. Maybe like, unlike Red Sparrow, you know, not knowing who to trust. Um, but I think it's amazing. Like, it's beaten Red Sparrow uh, in the box office this week, which just goes to show um, that there's an appetite there for international films and especially like Polish films I know the IFI uh, the Irish Film Institute in Dublin uh, will often have like Polish um, seasons on yeah. as well um, but uh, great to see it doing so uh, so well in the charts uh, number three is Game Night uh, another one of our new entries from last week and I uh, want to say a big thank you actually to everybody who came along to our Game Night theme quiz mm-hmm. uh, which was on recently in the church and a big thank you to Warner Brothers we teamed up with them and uh, yeah just a great night was had by all um, uh, we're hoping to do more film quizzes in the future as well so keep an eye out for that but as regard uh, the film uh, Rory you actually said this is like we were holding out hope that this was going to be good and it actually was yeah uh, it is, it's one of the examples where not all the fantastic jokes are in the trailer so if you've seen the trailer and you thought oh, well, I've seen it now you haven't there's, some, there's still some crackers in there um, and I'm just so happy that it's a comedy that is scripted and not left entirely for people to ad-lib it's such a nice uh, breath of fresh air and um, I really 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 do recommend people go see it oh, excellent um, number two it's been knocked off the top spot it's Black Panther which is just breaking records right left and centre and uh, yeah really enjoyable uh, Marvel film obviously uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what any of the new characters from Black Panther to see if they'll pop up in uh, Infinity War as well but um, because there's a lot of love for those new characters there as well but they have been uh, knocked off the top spot by Saoirse Ronan she took on King T'Challa and she was like mm-hmm. I'm just going to take you down and she did Lady Bird is our brand new number one in the Irish box office and uh, Laura what did you think? I'm going to say something controversial <gasps> Oh I love it oh, when no, you say controversial didn't. stuff <laughs> I didn't Bring love it, it. I didn't okay. love it That's I, allowed I know but don't be like dragging us down here I, I thought it was way better than I expected I kind of thought it might be a bit too kooky and you know like indie sort of film to it and the fact that it was penned as like a comedy I was like hmm how much of a comedy is it really mm-hmm. but there are some really funny moments so Saoirse is playing a girl that's called Ladybird. I'm forgetting her actual name now but it is Ladybird essentially and she's trying to decide where she goes to college she wants to go somewhere further afield her parents don't want to pay for her and don't want her to go they also the mother who's played by Laura Metcalf is like you won't get in there uh, and it's sort of a coming of age where she's learning how who she is who her the people at the peers around her who's treating her well who aren't um, and it's very good but I just didn't love it as much as other people do and that's why I don't think that she did deserve if she had won the Oscar okay yeah it's very low key yeah yeah yeah, you actually said that before I saw it. You were like, like it, it's good, but it's not like it's not as good as say Three Billboards was. It yeah, wasn't it, on the same level. This doesn't. There's nothing 
stand outish about yeah. it. And maybe that's why people love it because it's way more relatable than having sex with a fishman. This is true, but it got no wins at the Oscars. Yeah, which like I'm actually surprised for the first time I agree with the Oscars because no, normally we were learned with them um, 2014 mm. Birdman. <laughs> I, that's right, you did not, not like I that did film. not like that film. Uh, Let's not bring that up again. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't always agree with the Oscars. But speaking of previous winners, um, they always get uh, a boost off the back of their wins. And it's really interesting this week to see that uh, Shape of Water is, is actually dropped out of the top ten. Oh, films. yeah. And Didn't so has it. Three Billboards, which has been so popular with Irish audiences. Um, I wonder, will it come back in now off the back of, uh, of its victory? Um, but yeah, you don't normally see that. Um, no, this is such a massive drop-off, yeah. Definitely. Mm. So we will have uh, reviews of new releases coming up later on the show, but first, you don't want to hear any of us. You want to hear a proper Hollywood star. Um, well, I think in our own way, we're all Hollywood stars. Yeah, okay, you go with that. Okay. Um, but you had a chance, Roy, to meet Alicia Vikander, and they're kind of rebooting the Tomb Raider series. Yes, the video game series was rebooted, I think, in 2013. Um in a much more grounded, gritty version. So I guess the movies, seeing how popular that was, was like, oh, well, we, we could do that too. We want a bit of that money. Yeah, so they got in a Scandinavian director who, t- to my knowledge, has only directed one other movie, but it was a big, epic disaster movie that was set in Scandinavia called The Wave, um, called Roar Utaug, I think I'm saying. That's that brilliant. Pretty, that's better than my Polish anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Know. you. Uh, and they drafted in Eli- Oscar-winning Alicia Vikander. When, uh, Jolie had won the Oscar as well when, when she did Lara Croft. For Tomb Raider? Oh. No. <laughs> I, like, I didn't even know that got nominated. <laughs> no, she got for Girl Interrupted, Best Supporting Actress. She should have got everything for Tomb Raider. Vikander, I got it for The Danish Girl. Oh, yeah. So that's two Oscar winners now who have played uh, Lara Croft and in this pattern. one yes <laughs> could be you oh yeah you, you just have to win an Oscar for I'm it. sorry yeah um, just a little small matter so we sat down and chatted about the new gritty grounded version of Tomb Raider brilliant uh, so this is Roy's chat with the wonderful Alicia Vikander congratulations on the movie Thank congratulations you. on your uh, take on Lara Croft I am a big fan of the video games and I understand, oh, you are? yes I understand you were as well yeah. of the, in the initial one have to congratulate you on your grunting because her grunts in the video games were very specific, and I feel you nailed it. So this is so funny. I can tell you. So when I, I mean, when I came on board this film, yeah. that was one of those things that I was like, so, I mean, we all know she's quite famous for these grunts. Yeah. And I was like, do I then need to, like, practice them? Do I need to be in front of the mirror? Maybe, you know, I had that thing. I was like, maybe that's stupid, you know? Yeah. But then I ended up on uh, the first day when I started to work out with the stunt team and what you do because it's a very good way of learning they filmed me on their iphones you right. know, so i'm able to check and then i heard them playing it and i was like what's that i was who, like can who they is t-? that and i was like you don't have to it actually comes totally natural when you're actually having as much effort that you have when you do these fights or or try and get up these walls or whatever yeah because so, like obviously you put you a ringer in this film and i understand that yeah. you did attempt to do pretty much all of your own stunts in this yeah as much as i could i mean there's still certain things that producers and even um um insurance companies yeah. say no to but I, I you know i really i've, I've always watched these kind of films and always been so curious how, how they make these stunt action scenes and I wanted to do them. And what has the fan reaction been like? Because when you were announced first as Lara Croft, I was like, oh, cool. And then people saw the first 
uh, pictures of you like months and months ago and like people really got behind it so what well is, what that's it nice for, uh, for me I'm, I'm still kind of you know um, the film is just about to come out so uh, I'm excited and, and of course you know nervous I think since the beginning I knew I was going to take on a very iconic role and that mm. has such an immense amount of following and, and fan base I mean myself I played the game so um but i i i i tried we me and my um uh raw Uto, the director and the producers all of us involved talked very much about what is the essence of this character why has she been with us for so long but then also i've tried to like remind myself that i think it's my um responsibility or our responsibility too to try and give fan base also a new angle and give them something new mm. of this character in the world that we already love, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you said, you were a fan of the games. So was I. I'm from Ireland. And one of the um, levels in one of the Tomb Raiders is set in Ireland. So, like, obviously, if there was ever a future installa- installation, we'd love to see you over there. And I know you're a frequenter of our lovely country. Is there a favourite part of Ireland that you... Uh, um, to to? Well, I, I still haven't. So, so I mean, I've been to Killarney now quite a bit, and that is due to the nature. Such a gorgeous place. I still haven't been to Dublin. Oh, exactly. That's so, not even far from where you are right now. <laughs> exactly, uh, uh, and I've, I've actually been. Uh, my my, uh, my my sister ha- had kids with a guy from Dublin, so we were actually on the way there for, you know, like twice over the last few years. But I never came. So yes, I hope to come and visit there very soon. Well, two things. One, consider this your your second absolute invitation to visit Dublin. Thank it, you. It's always open. <laughs> and two, since you are a frequenter of Ireland, have you ever ever had coddle? I haven't had that. I have a, I've had a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> cuddle is like this uh, Irish comfort food thing. Uh, and people well, that sounds like it. something that I would like. What is it? See, it's, it's, do you know what's like, it's like a stew, but instead of like normal meat, they put in random other meats and people either absolutely love it. It sounds or... a bit like what we have in Sweden, which is called pittipanna. It's kind of whatever thing you have left in the fridge. Essentially, you yeah. just take out. So we, we have a bit of a connection there. Oh. And I will try your one if, when you're in Dublin, you will try cod. And we have the same R's in Swedish yes, too. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Alicia, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. The fate of humanity is now in your hands. Roy Cashin chatting to Alicia Vikander there. About You're pretty pumped cuddle. up. About, yeah, so hold on a second. So you just invited Alicia uh, Vikander over to Dublin and you're going to make her cuddle, are you? Yeah, I make a pretty, I make a pretty sick cuddle. I'm not going to lie. Can lots, I? Of, lots of boiled sausages in there. Oh. Oh. That's the way it has to be, though. Yeah. Like loads of loads of sausage, loads of meat, some pepper. Yeah. Get some onion in there, some carrots. Yeah. Baby, we got ourselves a stew going. <laughs> Can I be honest? I've never I've had coddle in my either. life. Ever. Never. It is a very Dublin thing. It's, it is super Dublin. I've um, seen it and it looks gross. I've seen pictures of it, it and it does look horrific. look great. I'm not going to lie. It's not visually appealing. But when you say you make a sick coddle, is it, it actually just I mean, makes like, you puke? No, I mean, like, it's it's pretty good, you guys. Well, if Alicia takes you up on that offer, can we come around and try the yeah. cuddle as well, then? Yeah, but she used to bring whatever that Scandinavian thing was. Pretty, pretty, you notice pretty. that I did not try to repeat, <laughs> repeat it back it. to her. <laughs> I, I, we have this in, in the, where I'm from, and then my brain just flatlined. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to try that Even one. though you're Swedish, is amazing. 
Yes, but I'm not really up on like comfort food in Sweden. And oh, you, you have to bring the cream horns that you promised. Oh, I yeah. did promise cream oh, horns. I know, I'm so sorry. Two weeks ago. I'll weeks be perfectly honest. I, uh, I got ate some cream all. horns at the weekend and I did eat them all. Oh, no way. I couldn't get to you because of the snow, I swear. Oh, that old chestnut, eh? Yeah, exactly. We're going to have a full review. I'm moving swiftly onwards from yes. cream horns. Yeah, before we mutiny. Yeah, we're going to have a full review of uh, Tomb Raider starring Alicia Vikander when it's officially released next week. And uh, next week, if you go on to joe.ie, you will see the interview with director Rohr Utaug as well. I got chatting to him as well. We did, did. I did. We chatted about... Coddle? Coddle, uh, yeah. Did you invite him for Coddle? No, I didn't. I'm sorry, Rohr. Um, I, I, I thought there, might be, I thought there might be confusion over the dinner table if mm. like, we're both sitting there at the same time. You're probably right. I think so. Have you got any further with the high clue, you guys? No. So, yeah, we're going to do an update here. So, Rory has us all stumped with this week's example high clue. The whole thing behind these is that like, we'll nail this. We've got it. This is no the bother. easy one that people are supposed to get. So, just a reminder, it's the boat goes missing. The boat goes missing. And then the children do too. Smart coin is to blame. We thought controversy was reigning there. There was an issue with the syllable counter. <laughs> uh, Price Waterhouse had to come in <laughs> and mess it up again. Um, but no, every, everything is, uh, is is settled again. But no, I, no? I'm still no. scratching my head. I'm not mm. getting anything here. No? Well, I just tell you the answer so we can move on oh, to the next part of yeah, the show. Yeah, okay. All right. The boat goes missing. Yeah. The, this actually involves a boat going missing. Okay. So there's no, there's no tricks no this there. And then the children do too. That's also... True. Accurate to the film, a children that happens. Children do go missing. Smart coin is to blame. Smart coin is Pennywise. I knew it was something clever. Pennywise coin. P- Pennywise. The book goes missing, and then the children. It's it. It's right. It. Oh, oh, smart coin is to blame. Why That's smart good. coin? Pennywise. Pennywise. Oh yes. Uh, is it it? It's it. Nailed it. You got it. Smart coin. We'll just, we'll edit out all the bits where we don't get the answer. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. I like that. Look at this smug face on you. I've never been so happy. <laughs> um, Paul is actually seething. Oh, he's so angry. That's so good. Silence from Palmer. You can fight him afterwards, don't worry. I don't want him to get the better of me on there. <laughs> <laughs> we will have our other high clue coming up later on in the show, just before the end, so do stay tuned for that. But before that now, we're going to take a look at the new releases in Irish cinemas this week. And up first, it's The Lodgers, which is an Irish kind of gothic horror film directed by a guy called Brian O'Malley. This is his second uh, film feature. Um, I hadn't seen his previous one, but this... Do you remember there was a film out last year called A Cure for Wellness? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, directed by Gore Verbinski. The least scary horror movie. Oh, ever. so not great at all. Super long. <laughs> and ridiculously long. But, um, well, a wee bit of background on this one, first of all. It's set in Ireland's most haunted house, which is a place called uh, Loftus Hall in Wexford. Mm-hmm. How, how is everybody with ghost stories and, and scary not stories? Do you like I love them. them. Not ghosts. Absolutely love them. Big fan. Uh, Should I leave the room? No, because I'm with you on this, Laura. Um, (laughs) You got my copy of The Orphanage on DVD. I knew this was going to happen. Paul let me uh, his DVD copy. First week of starting in (laughs) Joe.ie four years ago. Years ago. And I still haven't watched it. I'm still too scared to watch it. What is it? Give him back the DVD. I will. Uh, The Orphanage. 
so good really really good but uh, in this Irish horror film uh, it's set in this haunted house it's about these two really creepy twins so you've got like your, your horror movie kind of checklist mm. um, uh, two really creepy twins uh, played by Charlotte Vega a Spanish actress and Bill Milner uh, who was actually do you remember the film Son of Rambo from I a did. few years ago yeah. he was the main kid from that oh, oh the one who wasn't yeah. Will Poulter the one who wasn't Will Poulter exactly <laughs> he was Bill not Will um, so they play Rachel and Edward the uh, the two twins and uh, we have a little clip of them here just been really creeped out this house speaks to us it belongs to us and we to it come the parents were suicides Drowned, all of them. This is where Edward found them. Something was broken in him. He's never left the house since. Just two little children, too young to know what they were. Tomorrow I leave, with or without you. I won't stay and become what they did. I know what you're like, you and your family. Washing the filth out of your sheets. Your parents and the ones before them. And you think I don't know what goes on in that place? Everybody all right? Yeah, there's no name for what they are. There is, well, it's the Lodgers. Yeah, I was thinking. um, That's actually the name of them. Um, So as I was saying... What was uh, the filth that's in their sheets? I'm not going to give stuff away. Is it like dirt? (laughs) Train spotting stuff? (laughs) (laughs) That was actually Deidre O'Kane. I was just going to say, is it her? Yeah, so um, there's a really good supporting Irish cast here as well. The whole thing is set uh, 1920s, rural Ireland. Um, It kind of focuses on this house and by day... The kids, the the, the two, uh, the twins, they're creepy enough, but by night they have these mysterious visitors, the lodgers that come to the house. Um, so are, and the, sorry, are the twins the ghosts? Ah, no, that's like, I'm not going to start getting into that spoiler territory. Okay, I have another question. <laughs> okay. Why are they British? Because they're posh. They're posh Irish. What? So back in the 1920s, those kind of people sounded really British. So then loads of the rural folk have big proper, how are you? Because it's so actions. jarring with Deirdre's accent. That's why I was a little bit confused. But that's it. They're like the really posh upper class ones. Oh. And then uh, Deirdre's character is kind of the local shopkeeper. And they're more uh, kind of lower class. But she, have the, she also talks with the side of her mouth. <laughs> as well as who? We had this a few weeks oh, ago. Oh, Aidan Gillen, you said. Yes, he does, yeah. <laughs> Maybe else. it's just an Irish actor trait. Ah. But um, <laughs> in terms of the supporting cast, uh, it's really strong. They have a, a guy called Eugene Simon, who people will know as Lancel Lannister. Ooh, from yeah. uh, from Game of Thrones, um, he's really excellent. And but David Bradley, who plays Walder Frey in Game of Thrones, and Argus Fitch in Harry Potter, he's excellent as this mysterious uh, visitor to the house. Did as they well. just go to the Game of Thrones set? I think so. But it makes perfect sense if they're not filming Game of Thrones. It's like, yep. hey, do you want to come and be they in our film? You. So as I said, I'm I'm pretty much a massive wuss when it comes to horror films, and this film started off brilliantly mm-hmm. a really super opening just sucks you right in and you're like oh, oh god I'm going to be terrified for all of this and unfortunately I wasn't oh. it is it is creepy throughout but I think it plays you know that old thing of like don't 
show your monster, don't show your villain, don't show your whatever, and mm-hmm. keep it, uh, you know, in the mind's eye of the of the audience. I think they play their cards a little bit too early and kind of reveal, and you're like, okay. And then so whenever that kind of keeps happening, you're like, yeah, we've seen, we've seen this bit. We've seen this bit. But all the elements of it are, are really excellent. It looks so good. Um, as I said, the cast are very good as well. I just that, that kind of bugged me because I, as I said, from the opening, I was like, I'm going to be terrified of this thing. Um, but again, like A Cure for Wellness, and I do think this is a better film than this. And if you have seen that film, there's a link with water. There's a lot of water-based kind of horror here as well. Um I think this is definitely a better film. And if you are into, into scary films, do go along and check it out. And especially because it is an Irish film mm-hmm. as well. But, uh, yeah, no, I... Yeah, I was just hoping I'd be a bit more a bit more afraid. I'm yeah, I suppose if you're, if you're not, like, a big horror fan and you didn't find it scary, then horror fans won't find it scary. Yeah. I might like it. Definite. Yeah. Uh, actually, do you know, sitting in... We kind of sit in the, the spectrum between somewhere like Crimson Peak, uh, Del Toro's uh, kind of gothic horror from a couple of years ago, which did properly scare the crap out of me. Really? Yeah, really? but do you see, that's what I see. That's it's a family film. <laughs> family film. <laughs> um, I wish my family were with me at the time. Um, but yeah, as I said, better than something like A Cure for Wellness. Uh, but that is The Lodgers' uh, new Irish horror film uh, in cinemas uh, this week. Our other big release, um, which which is actually a Netflix release, is Annihilation. Ooh. Yes. And Rory, you had a chance to see this. Before we get stuck into this, let's hear a little clip from the film. Your husband's here. Let me see him. He was extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the shimmer. We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. You're a biologist. You served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. The boundary's getting bigger, it's expanding. We're talking cities, states. You need to know what's inside. Creepy, that was very it? good. Thanks. <laughs> I thought it was still going. <laughs> that was me humming the whole way through that trailer. Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I cannot wait to see this film. Yeah, I well, Paul can testify. I have not stopped talking about wanting Shut to see up, this Rory. film <laughs> ever since I heard it was being made. Uh, I was very upset to hear that it wasn't getting a cinema release after I seen the first trailer because it is visually beautiful. Uh, and as you can hear there as well, it sounds fantastic. Well, that soundtrack is phenomenal. Is that the same kind of soundtrack that? Because uh, trailers will often use uh, music from other films. Yeah. But is that the music from this film? Then, that is well? in a specific scene in oh. this film. Okay. Um, the plot uh, was actually spelled out pretty well there in the trailer. But I had read the book <clears throat> years ago, and it's what's a book? <laughs> <laughs> the book reviews key. Uh, yeah, I'd read the book years ago. Uh, it's still one of the scariest books I've ever read. So I was very excited about seeing the film, written, adapted, and uh, directed by Alex Garland, who previously directed Ex Machina, which is fantastic. Uh, has a fantastic cast with Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Oscar Isaac, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson, all going in to try and investigate whatever this shimmer is. Um, not the shinning the shimmer the shinning no the shimmer yeah uh, and no one really fully understands what's on the other side of this weird phenomenon that's just appeared out of nowhere uh, I'm not going to tell you what they discover Good. on the other side either but uh, it is one of the best uh, mergings of sci-fi and horror I've seen maybe since Alien Amazing. Oh. Um, that's high praise that's really high praise that's his favourite movie of all time 
aliens. It's aliens. Laura. Jump across this death line. <laughs> Do we even know Rory Cash and Laura? <gasps> oh, Get her out of here. Um, I'm so sorry, Rory. Are you okay? No. So it also features, and I am a massive horror fan. Uh, so I'd be at the other end of the spectrum from yourself and Laura when it comes to horror. But uh, there's a scene in this that is hands down one of the most terrifying scenes I've seen in any film in a very long time. Oh. Um, I, I wrote about it on Joe where like jump scares are super easy. You know, which, the one I always refer to is the cat in the fridge where there's a scene in That would of, scare me. <laughs> there's a scene in End of Days where Arnold Schwarzenegger opens the fridge in someone's apartment. Someone who's been dead for days and when he opens the fridge a cat jumps out and the entire <laughs> the entire orchestra is just like at the same time so it's the sudden thing I know where it's super like jump scares are too easy. This is something that you see coming slowly and is so monumentally terrifying and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. It was like the end of the Blair Witch where you know what's going to happen and you're like just give me the fucking scare so I can have, I can have my so time off go home and cry um, but it, like even after it pays off it, you don't feel any better about it like it was, I was like proper shook as the kids say so when is this going to be released then onto Netflix for general consumption it will be available from Monday the 12th uh, of March on Netflix um, and please do get back to me and let me know what you think you, when you see it and you know what scene I'm talking about Get back to back, get back onto us here at Big Reviews Key. Let let us know what you thought of that scene because that scene is proper terrifying. Can I ask about the the cast? Because you were listing them off there. It's mm. a, it's a brilliant cast. Um, Natalie Portman, you know, seeing her doing uh something sci-fi like yeah. this is really interesting as well. Like is the, like is the cast good in this? Oh, they're all they're all fantastic. Um, it. It was interesting for me because, uh, as I said, I read the book and the film is very different to uh, how the book plays everything out. Um, but it's very smart in its because uh, normally in, in in any horror film you're like, don't go up the stairs, mm-hmm. you fool. <laughs> don't open the fridge. There's a cat. Why are you investigating a noise in your underwear? <laughs> but every oh, every underwear. character has a proper uh, three dimensional reason for being in the middle of this absolutely terrifying situation, and an even better reason not to just turn and leave. I'm itching to see it because after I heard it was going straight to Netflix. Um, I think the red light now for fans is that after Cloverfield and Bright, which Bright was really well received by and people mute. who watch it, and, and mute, mute as well, mute yeah. was really bad. But Bright had found an Very audience bad. that I was worried that it was pulled for the wrong reasons. And I hope people really go and watch because I really wanted to see it, really itching to see it. Because the studio said they found the test screenings it was too intelligent. I mean, how can a film be too intelligent for fan, for fans? But it, it was screened that way, and I really hope that's why I'm, I was delighted here. Rory's view and everything I've read about it is that because I think it's at a kind of critical point that if you want smart, good filmmaking, check it out. You know, okay, audience test screening can tell you one thing, but ultimately it's on fans to go and see this type of stuff and keep demanding for intelligent sci-fi films to be made because ultimately it'd be suck if Annihilation wasn't there and I really itch to see it and Garland is such a good writer did yeah. Sunshine and Never Let Me Go and 28 Days Later I can't wait to see this really really can't definitely I'd throw a spanner in the works yeah of course I'd worry about a movie like this on Netflix because you said it was scary Rory and mm-hmm. you seem to be somebody who doesn't scare easily when yeah. it comes to horror movies except when you say alien <laughs> <laughs> that was we're going to move swiftly on past that <laughs> um, so with Netflix you can just turn over 
So when you're at that scene, people will just turn over and not finish it. Whereas when you're in a cinema, you've paid your good money, you've got yeah. your popcorn with yeah. the butter, we learned. With the butter, that's right. Uh, your your pop, whatever you want. <laughs> I said pop. pop. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that. No, you know. Um, so you're not going to leave. You paid your money. Whereas on Netflix, you're going to be like, I'm not in this to... Just throw the remote over the other side of the room and you won't have to change the channel. Just don't change the channel. Plus, no. I think you'll be too invested in, okay. in it to be too add, especially again, at that point I'd argue do you look away in the chest burst or seeing alien do you look away when the eye pops out in Jaws I think they're the moments that resonate more in your memory 10 years from now so mm-hmm. Annihilation hopefully Jesus if it's half as good as Jaws or Alien you'd be like Jesus yeah, we're like, to a winner I remember that scene more because it was so visceral and ingrained in my memory as a horror fan I don't know if it's yeah but that would difference. haunt me from nightmares <laughs> that's like, the whole point I'd rather remember like the kiss scene from Spider-Man where they're upside down that's because you're an old romantic though, I know Laura. but okay that's a bad example but like I don't, upside down kissing when I close my eyes I want to think of something happy I don't want to think of somebody's eyeball popping out because it's sharp we, we, had ro- we had romance in Fifty Shades and they ruined ice cream <laughs> yeah, exactly. can I ask a question about the Netflix release do you think the film because it looks so visually amazing does it suffer because it's not in the big screen or do you think it would have been like even better if you had seen it on a giant uh, cinema screen? Well, it was the whole, the, it's the whole uh, cinematic experience. Like it is, it is probably like beautiful to look at. There's mm-hmm. visuals in it that like uh, are incomparable to anything I've seen in, in any in any film. Like there's there's a specific reason for it, and it looks fantastic. And there's stuff in there that admittedly is vaguely nightmarish but it's nightmarish in a in a in a brilliant way and then there's that again you want to hear that sound effect on as loud a speaker as you 100%. possibly can that's like you want that rocking that's the haunting you. sound effect it sounds like someone's going to break into a dance move and Garland <laughs> Garland has been pretty upfront about it. he said I shot it for film I shot it to be released in cinema this is I wanted to be released in cinema Ultimately, it's out of my control after I finished phoning and handed the studio. I genuinely think he's been fairly cool about this, but I'd say he's seeding the fact that it's not given a cinematic release. It has been in America, selected one, but uh, I think everywhere else around the world isn't. But I don't care. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't care how I see it. Cannot wait. Annihilation is going to be released on Netflix on Monday, the 12th of March. Looking forward to that. Now, uh, if you can't make it to the cinema, and you're obviously going to watch uh, Annihilation. Yes. um, But, Paul, you've actually got another recommendation for us uh, to watch at home this week. I do indeed. Actually, it's a really, really good week for films on the box. Rory has a very, very good piece um, previewing all the stuff ahead. You can see that on Joe. And I'm going to go for something, a film that, was that rare thing it crept up on me when I saw it in the cinema and I didn't know what to expect what's that that was me creeping up on somebody and to me Owen's creepiness aside and I know Owen's gonna love this choice it's Adam Wingard's The Guest oh grace when's that on it's on Monday there's a double bill with your next another very good film of Wingard's but if you haven't seen The Guest I thoroughly recommend it because I think it's one of those films that's now a cult classic. I think the people that love it adore it. And I think the people that don't like it just really need to give it a second look. Essentially, um, Dan Stevens, unbelievably nice guy in real life, actually, Owen, you you attested that, is an (laughs) ex-army soldier. (laughs) You met him. I tried tried to piss him off so much. (laughs) Hey, Dan Stevens, you're a prick. And the guest is a crap film. It's not really, I love it so much. (laughs) Be my friend. But thanks thanks for your opinion. He's an ex-soldier, comes back from Iraq and is breaking news to another fellow soldier's family that their son has died and being that they they assume he's his friend they take him in and give him shelter and kind of feed him water him 
but there's a lot of mysterious deaths that seem to occur around this fella and like what Angela you, Lansbury yeah <laughs> and the more you kind of uncra- unravel it it turns into this wonderful twisted carpenter 80s a domestic thriller. Um, the soundtrack is stunning. It's yeah. this um, yeah. synth stuff, like, really capitalising the drive, kind of rebirth of that. And Stevens, there's a one shot of it, and it's so ominous, and he's doing nothing, and it's just unbelievable cinematography. Staring at the screen, I can't recommend it highly enough. It feels like you've so, you've watched it before, but you haven't in a way. It's it's like mm. a mish, mishmash of genres. And um, if you love those kind of 80s Carpenter stuff, check it out. And actually keep watching because Your Next is a really good horror as well by Wingard. He's a talented dude. I have to follow up with a shout out for uh, Michael Monroe in that movie. Yeah, she's super. Yeah, so she plays uh, the sister of the the guy who had unfortunately died. Uh, And whenever Dan Stevens comes home, there's an amazing scene in it. It's not, it doesn't give anything away. But basically, you see him carrying uh, two massive beer kegs at the same time. And it's like, how the hell did he do that? It's basically Jason Bourne as a as like meets kind of Michael Myers kind of yeah there. Michael Myers Terminator stuff. It's excellent. Yes, yeah. that sounds insane. Yeah, right. I went, I went to see that film three times in the cinema, and it's been a long time since I went and spent money well, to go and see a film. Times. Yeah, and it was so good. And as I so, said, so the good. thing that really I loved about it is that I heard nothing about it. Like that's one of the rare things. You know yourself. You see trailers, you hear buzz, and I knew nothing about it going into it blew my mind and hopefully if you haven't seen it it'll have the same effect Brilliant. Great show. Great show. Uh, the guest so that is on that is on film for Monday at 23.25 so that's 25 past 11 sure in the would be evening. up that late on a Monday <laughs> <laughs> is there not a nice romance on that we could watch instead <laughs> um, speaking of blowing your mind it's time for this week's oh, I was like what <laughs> competitive high clue Woo! so yes. here we go here we go here we go okay so pens at the ready Super. this is for all the listeners uh, so one. get in touch this is, this is the one for the, for the listeners oh, yeah. it's going to be very hard <laughs> it's not going to be Always very hard layered upon layers no that's fine Rory's was the hard one this week we'll see it was clever hard though we'll keep going sorry sorry this is a stupid hard <laughs> here's this annoying hard stupid annoying high clue it's Alfred's beastly bro with rocket man's tasty tunes ah uh, okay Sounds like Proud Vader. So those three lines again. Alfred's beastly bro with Rocketman's tasty tunes. Sounds like Proud Vader. Rocketman, capital R, capital M as well. So that is this week's High Clue. So if you know it, uh, Roy has scribbled an answer down and he's got it correct. You're so class. Oh, I got you a stupid, <laughs> stupid, annoying high clue. So do get in touch with us if you uh, know the answer to that. You can tweet us uh, at Big Reviewski, or you can WhatsApp us on 087-400-1103. Get in touch with the answer there. So that pretty much is us for this week. Mm. Um, as we said, we're going to have full reviews of uh, Alicia Vikander's Tomb Raider next week and Roy Cashin's Coddle. Will you bring in some Coddle so we can all review I will bring well? Coddle if you if bring... If I bring cream horns. Yeah, because that's dinner and dessert. <laughs> okay, we're sorted. Oh, Somebody needs to bring starter. on two fronts. Me too. Week, <laughs> we're also going to have uh, interviews, hopefully with the cast of Peter Rabbit, James Corden, Donald Gleeson there as well. And uh, another big release next week is Demo and Ivor, another big Irish release as well. So, uh, Laura, it's been great to have you back. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me again. Be careful out there. Uh, Rory and Paul, I think I have fallen in love with you both now. It took it's an happened. hour. It took an hour for you to fall in love with much. two people. I <laughs> know. I just love you both equally. Um, yeah, and <laughs> listeners, I still love you. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll see you oh, on it's next been, week. It's been dropped down from love. 
it's you just love them now. You're not in love with the listeners anymore. I'll text you later. I love you guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>